Have you ever really needed to make a career change, but you didn't want to have to start all over again? Well, stay with me. Today, that's what we're talking about. This is the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career-related, and I really just tell you how it is. Very straightforward, kind of blunt, usually sassy, but truthful. Sometimes a little bit funny. Today is episode number 32, where we are going to be talking about just that, how to make a career change or a career shift without having to start over again. I am your host, Stephanie Dennis. My background and my master's degree are both in human resources, and my passion is really helping others in sharing the knowledge and the information and everything I've learned. So here we are on the podcast. This is a good time to mention the podcast does contain adult language. And stay with me until the end to hear about our super awesome, very cool contest we are running for the month of March. Let's get into it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, super excited to talk to you guys about career change and specifically how to make a career change without having to start over. Now, this can be tricky out of the gate. So what do I mean by start over? Does this mean not having to go back to school and get a whole nother degree? Does this mean not having to lose my seniority? Does it mean not having to take, you know, an entry-level salary if I have a 10-year salary right now? So there's a lot of different things that this could mean. So we're going to talk about how to make career shifts without starting over and a few different things we can do to kind of test the waters before we even decide to make this career change. Because sometimes, let's be real, people make a career change and they're not 100% Uh, sold or sure if this is going to be the right fit for them. And they get into that new career and it's not all cracked up to be and it's actually worse than what their other career was. So I don't want this to happen to you. So let's get into it. Okay, so we're going to touch on seven different categories here. And number one is taking a really thorough assessment. So before we can make a career change, we really need to understand us. So we need to understand what all is making us happy in our current career because there's got to be something you like about it, even if you want to make a career change. So get out a pen get out a piece of paper or pencil or whatever your thing is and literally list out everything that makes you happy and put me on pause if you need to throughout this whole episode. Just put me on pause every time we're listing things out. So list out everything that makes you happy about your current job and your current career and then I want you to list out all of the things you dislike or the things that make you unhappy about your current job and your current career. Next, again, make sure you're putting me on pause. So next, we're going to list out all of your strengths and then all of your weaknesses. And I don't care if this is specifically work-related or if this is at home, if it's personal, whatever the skills are, whatever your strengths are, maybe it's coloring, maybe it's cleaning. I don't know, but just keep your mind open and do an open brainstorm and just make thorough, exhausted lists. The next thing I want you to do and list out is all of the reasons you're interested in the new career that you're looking at. So let's say you are a photographer and you want to get into marketing, right? So list out everything that gets you really excited and really interested in marketing. And then I want you to list out 
all of the concerns you have. And it could be anything. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's title. Maybe it's education. I don't know what the concerns are for you, but list out all of the concerns you have about making this potential career change. Maybe it's a work-life balance. Maybe it's flexibility. Maybe it has to do with your family. Maybe there's personal concerns that you have in regards to a career change. List everything. Nothing is off limits. Okay. Category number two is going to be research, research, research. I cannot stress research enough. (laughs) For real, you guys, this is so important. I want you to thoroughly understand what kind of jobs are out there in the area you're looking to go in. So let's use our same example. Let's say we're going from a photographer to uh, someone in marketing. Research, Google, marketing jobs. Keep it broad. Write down everything you find, all the titles. Even if it's a coordinator, even if it's an executive level position, just list out everything that shows up. And then we're going to narrow it down. Check out a few different websites. Go to websites like Indeed, LinkedIn, Glassdoor. Type in marketing there. See what shows up. See what kind of salaries are attached to these types of positions. So Glassdoor is pretty good about having estimated salaries. Notate that. When you're looking in the job descriptions for these different positions, list out the requirements, not the preferred. I mean, you can list the preferred, but make a separate note on those because we want to know what is an absolute must to qualify for these types of positions, right? So maybe it's a four-year degree. Maybe it's a four-year marketing degree. Maybe they need a four-year technical degree, right? So we're just, we're not sure. We need to find out. Once you've exhausted the research aspect, take a look at what your research says and see if some of these things are aligning with your self-assessment that we did in section one. So start to compare lists. Are some of your strengths also on some of the requirements for these types of roles that you might be looking into? This is a good thing. This should get you excited. If there's some crossover, it means you're probably on the right track. Section three is going to be a skills gap analysis, okay? And this is really simple, but it might take a little bit of time. So we've done our research on us, right? We've done our self-assessments. We've done our research on the career that we want to go into. Now I need you to compare these lists and figure out where the gaps are. So if the requirement, so let's say I want to be, let's change our example. Let's say I want to go from a recruiter to a doctor. There's a significant skill gap there, right? The first and foremost is eight years of education. So I guess I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming doctors need probably a pre-med degree and then they have to go into, you know, their residency and all that fun jazz. So I have a bachelor's degree in business, with a minor in criminal justice, and a master's in HR. None of that is going to help me become a medical doctor. So I need to understand what degree I need to get and how long that's going to take. That's a skill gap, right? So I need to understand what the requirements are, where I'm at right now, and what I need to do to get there. And this is really important because you're going to need to understand what those requirements are and if it's realistic, but not only if it's realistic, if it's even something you want to tackle. So I have zero interest in going back to school for eight years to become a medical doctor. Pass. That would not be a good career change for me. Make a list of all the gaps that there are. 
This might be a relatively short list. It's quite possible the career you're in now has a ton of crossover with the career you want to go into, and that's fantastic news. We just need to know where you're at and where you need to go. And number four, we touched on a little bit, but I want you specifically to be looking at the degrees. So when you're doing your skills gap analysis, when you're comparing that to the research you've done and to your self-assessment, specifically do research on the degrees required because more often than not, you're going to see really general requirements, bachelor's degree, associate's degree, high school diploma, master's degree. And sometimes, don't get me wrong, There are plenty of jobs that need to have very specific degrees, but there are a ton more jobs that don't need to be that specific. And so we just really need to understand what the specific requirements are for the new career. And let's face it, sometimes we might have to go back and get a degree, but I truly don't think this is going to be necessary for the majority of people. Okay, number five is going to be interviewing five people who already have this job. And this is everything, you guys. Because here's the deal. You could talk to one person who has this job and get one perspective, but if you talk to five different people who have the position you want or the type of career that you're looking for, you're going to gain a ton of valuable information and you're going to start building your network in this new career area. So I would reach out to people, either friends that you already have, friends of friends, certainly look on your LinkedIn profile. Do you have any connections of people who are in the same type of career? Even if you don't know them in person, at some point you guys decided to connect on LinkedIn. So don't be shy in reaching out and say, hey, I am working on potentially making a career change. I notice you're in the type of position or the the career that I'm most interested in. Would you mind if we set up a time really brief just to maybe talk for 10-15 minutes? I would really appreciate it. I don't know anyone who would say no to that. So use your network check out your Facebook friends, you know, uh, your Instagram followers, you know, there's, there's definitely a lot of different places you can look if you don't have these people in your own like personal friend circle. Ask them a series of questions. Ask them what they love about their job. Ask them what they just like about it. Ask them what they hate about it or if there's anything that they regret about their career. And take all of their answers with a grain of salt because everyone is really different and their answers could certainly be impacted by by their personal lives. Uh, But this is going to provide you with a ton of valuable information before you decide to make this career move. We want to make sure if we're going to make a career move and we're going to invest potentially money and definitely a lot of time and effort that it's going to be something that we're really going to love at the end of it. Okay, number six is similar to number five, but instead of interviewing five people who have this job or this career that you want, I want you to find two hiring managers or recruiters and understand what they look for when they're hiring these types of folks. So this might be a little bit tricky to understand, but I would look for people with a manager title or even director title, and it it really depends, right? So in the marketing space, someone could be a product manager, but they're not going to manage people. So 
and again, you might have to go back to LinkedIn or even Google to understand a little bit more about these titles and who you might want to look for, but check out your LinkedIn network. See if there's anyone out there that you can chat with. And again, just be really open and honest. Say, hey, Mr. or Miss Hiring Manager, I am in the process of doing research and potentially making a career change. Would you mind if we chatted for a few minutes over the phone? I'd love to pick your brain as to what you might look for in a potential candidate if you were hiring. And just let them know, say, I just really need to understand, you know, maybe I need to get a different degree or what type of experience I should be targeting so I can reach my goal of getting this type of job in the next year or two or, you know, wherever your time frame is. Now, I would also give someone the option of say, hey, I understand you're probably super busy. And if you're not available for a quick call, would you mind just answering some questions over LinkedIn message or maybe it's someone you know and you have their email. I think you see where I'm going with this. And then depending on what their answers are and what they look for and how they go about hiring these individuals and what they assess in an interview, evaluate all of those answers and think about that and compare that to your self-assessment. Are any of the things that they list anything you should add to your skills gap assessment? And number seven is going to be community involvement. And this one is a little bit, I kind of want to say outside the box. But I would encourage you to find a way to get involved with this sort of community so you can start to, again, build your network and start to meet people in these jobs that you're looking to have. So maybe you can leverage meetup.com or maybe your area where you live has a similar website. If there's something new out there, definitely let us all know about it. I'd love to hear. Maybe there is a class you can take. So this might be a good thing to leverage if you're interested in something that is in the arts, right? Let's take my example and reverse it backwards. Let's say I wanted to go from being in marketing to a photographer. I could really easily find a community ed class about photography or even something probably on Groupon or something like that. Or let's say I wanted to get into painting or, you know, something like that, something creative and artistic. That might be a good place to start for like a community ed type of class. Now, if you're looking to get into marketing, right, going from a photographer to marketing, community education probably isn't going to be the best way. Personally, I've taken a few different classes through community ed, and in the business realm, I just don't feel it's where the best teachers are. So if you're looking to do something like that, I would actually encourage you to check online and see if there aren't people who you can resonate with, who maybe you can follow for a month or two, and maybe they offer an online course. So for me, one of the people that I follow online is Shalene Johnson. She is amazing. So she's someone I can resonate with and I follow and I take her her online academies. So I would encourage you to see if there's someone out there like that where you could potentially learn from. Going to the photography example, if someone wanted to get into photography, Jeremy, I I think his last name is pronounced uh, Coart. It's C-O-W-A-R-T. He is phenomenal. Side note, just check him out on Facebook. Some of his, his photography is amazing. You know, so he's someone that you could follow, you know, for a month or so and see if if you resonate with him. See if his class online would be able to help you. And now, don't get me wrong, some of these classes online can be a significant investment. But if you look at the investment of an online course, maybe it's a few hundred dollars or maybe it's even $2,000. I don't know. It depends on who you find online and who you can relate with. 
if you look at that cost compared to your bachelor's degree, or when I look at that cost compared to my master's degree, dear Lord, I would take an online academy every day of the week before the ridiculous amount of student loans that I have because of a bachelor's and a master's degree. So while I think some of that can be intimidating out of the gate, I just want to kind of put that into perspective for you because I think this can be really helpful. I just don't want it to scare you. (laughs) Okay. Those are my seven categories. I hope this has given you some things to think about and a few additional ideas that you can check out before you make the leap because I really want to prevent someone from deciding they want to make a career change and they invest a bunch of money in a degree or even a certificate can still add up it can still be thousands of dollars even if it's not tens of thousands of dollars like you know like a bachelor's degree or master's degree those programs can still be really expensive so I want people just pause and really assess before and don't get me wrong some of us are going to have to make those investments because that's our goal and that's what's required but if it's not required if we can get there through experience that might be the better way and here's why I say that if someone is going to invest $60,000 to get a master's degree or $40,000 or whatever it costs for whatever school you're looking at right let's say twenty dollars to $60,000 to get a master's degree but they could take more of an entry-level position in their career they want to move into and they would only have to take like a $20,000 pay cut but they could get back up to where they were in about a year and they would also have that experience it might just be worth it to take a pay cut for a short amount of time so you can advance in the near future. And now those are all things you need to think about, right? Like what's going to be best for you? What's best for your situation? What's best for the requirements of the position? What's best for the self-assessment you've did or the skills gap analysis, right? So all of these components that we talked about today are all going to come full circle, right? And each individual person is going to have their own, their own assessment to do on what's going to make the best sense for them. But I just want to give you guys the tools to evaluate so you don't potentially waste ton of money and a ton of time. All right, guys, I hope that was helpful and gave you something to think about or maybe many things to think about (laughs) and you got some value out of it. Thank you. I really appreciate you taking the time to show up and listen and to grow your own career. I really appreciate you being here. You can find the episode show notes and more information at my website. It's findingthebestfit.com. And if you're looking for more episodes related to careers, check out episode number 28, which is titled Not Happy in Your Job or Your Career, Three Things You Can Do About It. Episode number 23, which talks about having your career goals as part of your 2017 goals. But just because we're in March doesn't mean you can't start new goals. So check that out. And then episode number 20, where we evaluate your career. This will give you more to think about. So check it out. And be sure to come back next week for episode number 33, where we are going to be talking about how to write a resume in six easy steps. And if you haven't heard, we have a Facebook group for the listeners of the podcast. We created it for everybody just to come together. So if you have questions or ideas or struggles, or you know you just want to have someone to, to brainstorm with, we have a community of like-minded people that really want to just help each other out. So head over to Facebook, enter in the name of the podcast, or there is a direct link in the episode description as well. 
And I would really love to hear from you guys. I love it when you reach out and you give me your feedback. And if there's something you're struggling with, let me know. And if I can help out, I would love to. You can send me an email. My email is in the episode description or find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash stephdennis13. And if you are needing additional help, you want to dig deeper, you need some direction, maybe you need help with your resume or career coaching, check out the episode description or the show notes to learn how we can work together one-on-one. I have a few different packages out there uh, depending on what you're needing help with, so check it out. And if you use the discount code podcast, you can get 10% off any service you book with me. I'm also in the process of working on some different services for you guys who want to do more of a self-study or kind of go at your own pace, but you still need to dig deeper, but you're not necessarily ready for that one-on-one step. So if you have any suggestions or even feedback for what you would like to see in those kinds of services, don't be shy. Let me know. Okay, our contest. So all month long in the month of March, we're running a review contest. I'm so excited for this, you guys. So you don't want to miss out. All you have to do is leave a review and it takes like a hot second. And I'm going to give you step-by-step directions in just a second. Then you're just going to screenshot the review, post it to Facebook using the hashtag career talk podcast. And all of these instructions are in the description as well as the show notes. And one winner is going to receive either a free hour of coaching or a resume review. Totally your choice, whatever you need help with. Don't miss out. Okay, don't know how to write a review? I got you. So this is for iPhones, right? So this is for iTunes. To go to the iTunes podcast app on your phone. In the bottom toolbar of the podcast app, so the purple app, click search and then in the top toolbar enter the name of the podcast hit the podcast show graphic so not the individual episodes themselves but the show graphic go to reviews and write tap a review doesn't have to be long and i would be so very grateful and don't forget enter the contest even though it takes you a minute it can get you a free hour of coaching so don't miss it you guys rock go out there have a great day and get after your goals